Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys and the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. Shance and Chu are washing their mouths out with soap because the How Dare You podcast contains explicit language. Blah, 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 bitch, bitch, fuck, okay. Hello and welcome to the How Dare You podcast. This is the Krull edition. Chance here of the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, you know who she is by now, Lady Chu. Hi, Chu. Hi, Shan. <laughs> when I saw Kroll was on HBO Max, I said... Stop the fucking works. That's the next movie. <laughs> it was a choice. It was a choice. I have history with this movie. Bad history or good history? Good. I was so looking forward to this movie when I was a kid, and I saw it, and I loved it, and then I had a dream <laughs> that, <laughs> like, basically, I had a dream that involved the movie, but had convinced myself that I could write a whole movie that was like Kroll, but different. But it was exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> so I was dreaming Kroll when I saw this movie as a kid. I, I can see that. I can see how this movie absolutely would have grabbed a younger generation. Total Star Wars ripoff. Yes. And also some like Lord of the Rings elements in yeah. there. Um Yeah, this is this has got all its hands in all sorts of different different baskets. Um I didn't hate this movie. Yeah. I, I didn't hate this movie at all. I you know, there's definitely some Everybody some, else does. I can see I, I get it. I think they're wrong. I think that the plot of this movie, or I guess the story of this movie, hits all the appropriate adventure checkpoints. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think some scenes are way too fucking long. <laughs> I think the animal scenes need to be checked. Okay. What, the horses? The, hor the horses, there was some fucking chaos and it made it look like you didn't know what the fuck you were doing. I did't like that. Uh, it did look it did look like they had the actual actors just wrangling cowboying walking around with Clydesdales. At one point you see Robbie Coltrane go, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, and like yeah. scurry out of the way. Um I did read that they spent months training those yeah. Clydesdales. And then had to put them How? Yeah. on a well, I think they had to put them on a plane. Oh, I was thinking a train. Was it a train? They, I, I I can't remember what I read. All I, just, I know is but like, they all had passports. They all had passports, exactly. Yeah. Which I thought was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Like we're not illegally transporting these horses. They have a job. We're on the up and up. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. believe that they had two passports for each horse, one like it really looks, and one with makeup. Yeah. 
I believe I like read that. Like what it was supposed to look like? Yeah. In the movie, in case somebody was like, "Hey, that's that's not the like so uh, weird." Fucking fantastic. I have a bit of a surprise for you. Go ahead. Do you know who wrote this movie? I'll give you one guess. I don't know. <laughs> the man that wrote this movie wrote another movie. What do you think that movie was? Oh, um, it has to be something that we watched. Yes. Yeah. Um, we watched a couple of like similarly bad movies and I can't really remember what they are. Um, He-Man, it comes to mind, but probably not because I think that's a comic. Um, uh, fuck. Uh, hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second. (laughs) I think I confused the villain with the, with he, with the He-Man movie with something else. Shadow Skull or Shadow... What the fuck? Skull... God damn it. Well... I don't remember. Because he's Skeletor, the He-Man guy, so... Okay. But it's more recent than that, friend. Wait, was Castle Grayskull He-Man? Yeah. Okay. Um... Is He-Man the one where they come to Earth? You can stop talking about (laughs) He-Man. It's not (laughs) He-Man. I think I have this idea of what He Man is, but I'm, I, but I also think it's something another different. I'm like, yes, they come to Earth on He Man. <laughs> Not to... Ice Pirates, because Ice Pirates was just yes, terrible. ma'am. No Fucking way. Ice Pirates. No, this was way better than Ice Pirates. Oh, like, love it. Night and day. The same mind. Yikes. Well, it... fantastic. Oh, shit. Well, what was first? This. So we did not progress. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. We did not grow, what we're saying. That's what you're saying. <laughs> this is better than Ice Pirates. There's no debate. They're it, just different. It is fact. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about Krull, a 1983 movie directed by Peter Yates, which everybody but you knows, Chew. What else did Peter Yates do? Have you heard of Bullet? Uh, no. Steve McQueen. Mm. One of the greatest car chases of all time. How about, no, you don't know the Friends of Eddie Coyle. But people that know the Friends of Eddie Coyle fucking know the Friends of Eddie Coyle. Murphy's War, The Deep, Breaking Away, The House on Carroll Street, Suspect. I know Suspect. Suspect with Cher and Dennis Quaid? No, I'm just I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know any of those. An Innocent Man with Tom Selleck? Ooh, no. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Well, the critics pretty much universally hated this movie. Only 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. Also, this was one of the most expensive movies for its time. I read that. I believe that. Budget of $47 million. An opening weekend of 5.4. In the USA and the world, 16.9. Oof. That's a big oof. 
<laughs> That's an oof in all caps. Fucking oof. <laughs> That's a fart with some shit in it. Can you write that down so I don't forget it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit of a shit bomb. (laughs) But it may, I mean, that makes me sad. And it just seems like this movie had everything going for it that certainly a young audience would want. You know, fans of Star Wars, maybe because uh, this comes out in 1983 and Return of the Jedi comes out the same year. So maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah. I mean, it's competing against a a behemoth of a movie. Right. Also, you know, there's lots of really great elements in this movie. But you, I think you really you really lose people because you're you have the sci fi aspect but it's like medieval times. You gotta fucking pick one. But here's what I'm going to say about that. This movie does that better than all the other movies we've talked about that tries to do that, including Ice Pirates and He-Man. Yeah. And that I think, for me personally, that all goes back into the story, story development and hitting all the right checkpoints for... Adventure time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I didn't piss you off. Because I have a huge soft spot in my heart for this movie. (laughs) I had very, very, very low expectations for this. (laughs) For this movie. Because you said crawl and already I'm like, that title fucking sucks. And then I saw the, the movie poster yeah, it's the movie poster. And I'm like, that's trash. True. All we You're ever losing. said was that Monty Python itself doesn't have a movie poster. It's a movie poster. Monty Python and the Holy Grail does. It's a poster. Okay. Just let me have it. Just let me have it. <laughs> I know the poster. <laughs> I know the Monty Python poster. You know, the little thumbnail that you see on IMDb. That's what that is. All right. Well. Where was I at? Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, this was, this exceeded my low expectations. Excellent. Yeah. I don't know how anybody could hate this movie. Yeah, I don't hate it. Which is not to say it's filled with, not filled with grievances. Oh, is it? It is. Oh, yeah. My my grievances versus my positive points were like a boxing match. Just matching each other, punch for punch. Ha-ka, ka, ka. <laughs> oh, mine is not. Haymaker, is not counter. <laughs> body blow, body blow. Right hook. <laughs> so you're, you're, the numbers are basically the same, is what you're saying? Almost exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Yay. But first, we should say... What How Dare You nominations is this movie worthy of? Clearly least wanted to see, because on a budget of $47 million and you don't even make $20 million, 16.9, people did not go fucking see this movie. No. 
So there's that. But there's no Oscar winners. It's not a ridiculous concept. Formulaic. Yeah. I would say formulaic for sure. Does it take itself too seriously? Hmm. I don't think so. No. Not too seriously. Nice moments in there. Yeah. Yeah. It takes its world seriously, but not too, like, the story's not too serious. Yeah. He wants to get his bride back. That makes sense. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a nice guy. You could say, for some people, I guess, a disappointment. Since nobody went to see it, but yeah. it wasn't it was a long. disappointment to me. I'll tell you that much. It's a touch too long. <laughs> that's not give, a category. Give... Nah, that's a disappointment for me. <laughs> Two hours? Oh, good. That was a big, long sigh when I turned that puppy on. I was like, uh, two hours. Damn it. But I, Hour you know. 45? I can get behind that. Come on. At least give it 145. Yeah, an hour and 45. Yeah. I thought you said 30. <laughs> no, hour and 45 is appropriate. All right. This is a big adventure. Yeah. So it's hard to uh, it's hard to successfully make that happen in 90 minutes. Agreed. Uh, now, do you want to explain the plot or you want to talk grievances? Let's do grievances. Excellent. <laughs> you were probably going to say excellent anyway. <laughs> I'm very excited about this. <laughs> I went front to back. Two full pages. Wow. On the notebook. Wow. I don't think I've done that for any movie. And I'm talking to the last line on each page. Holy shit. Furious pace. (laughs) You could not stop writing. No. (laughs) All right. How many grievances do you have? I only have a 28. Oh. It's pretty low. I'll say. Compared to the last several months of movies, I'd say that's low. Less than me. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm going to say 40. 49. Oof. Almost the 50 burger. Fuck. However, coming in at just one one under the pace, I've got 48 positive points. How many of those are both? Less than five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Amazing. I fucking love this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I have four. (laughs) Oh, fucking come on. I didn't hate the movie. I have four. We're going to talk. that stood out. I was like, okay. We're going to talk, and I'm going to remind you of other good shit in the movie. I think you need to be reminded that I have no rules when it comes to how many positive points in relation to whether or not I like the movie. I think that's clear. It doesn't matter. That's very clear. (laughs) 
Well, there you have it. I had myself a time watching this movie. I believe you. Ugh. Ugh. Love it. All right. Well, can you do us a favor? Yeah, I can. You're, weave your way through the mountains. So many mountains. And describe the plot. Yeah. Don't let the rock hit you. <laughs> so many falling rocks. <laughs> Holy shit. That could have been a drinking game. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I didn't write that down. Um, okay. Plot is uh, we're living in a, uh, um, I don't know, we'll say an intergalactic uh, aware world. We're living on Kroll, okay. baby. We're living on Kroll. Um, and there is a group of, uh, you know, fuckers, the beast and his slayers. Marauding uh, fuckers. They... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they go world to world and basically enslave people because they're little pieces of shit. They arrive on Kroll, which is essentially living this uh, mysterious medieval life. They don't have any space shit, but they're not unfamiliar with space shit. Okay, but it is what it is. Um, They know that the Beast and the Slayers have arrived, and they're like, oh, fuck, it's happening. We have a marriage between a, a warrior and a princess. That should do Kinda it. Kind of like combine, yeah, combining houses yeah. Like, for power and strength. And, uh, yeah, wedding goes awry. Slayers show up. They steal princess because, obviously, that's that was one of the main reasons why they were there is to steal princess. Right. The Beast wants to marry Princess. He is not good so he looking. Has, he is fugly. <laughs> He's not cute. Uh, and then uh, the warrior, Colwyn, has to go on a big adventure to try and find the uh, the Black Fortress. The Black Fortress? Fucking shit. Uh, that's ever-changing location. And he recruits, uh, he recruits people along his way. And it's a whole thing. And the princess is like, Beast, you're disgusting. And I don't want to marry you. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Stop asking. Uh, And yeah. It's not a Beauty and the Beast situation. No, she does not fall in love with she him. She is not going to come to care. No, he's an ass. He's an ass. I bet he smells. He's also often blurry. Yeah. So they made this big animatronic kind of puppet, which I would have to say looks great, and yet they obscure him almost all the time. Yeah. Almost to, like, add this element of mystery, but I'm like, you don't need to in this situation. Yeah. You don't have to. Like, if that was the case, less is more. If you were trying to make it this mysterious thing and add this element of fear of the unknown, then you shouldn't have, you didn't have to make this huge fucking animatronic thing. It's one or the other. Right. Stupid. Either put somebody in some makeup or use that fucking puppet so we can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, bad things, uh, bad things happen along the way. To them. Yeah. Not to me, necessarily. Nothing but delight happens to me. (laughs) (laughs) 
the glaive. The glaive. What a word. That's a that's the weapon. Yeah. It's like this big deal, but it's not this big deal. I know. Either. I gotta put my hand Should... in fucking hot lava to get this thing. And Is that what it was supposed to be? Hot lava? I thought it was just like slime. Like poltergeist slime? It looked like it when they were trying to do hot lava. Because it was all red. But I assumed he could put his hand in because of his fire transfer from his wife. Was it successful in the beginning? Or did we realize it wasn't successful towards the end and that's why he had the firepower? Well, she did give it to him again at the end. But yeah. it's like they remembered. Hey, remember when that thing what we did like with all that fire? Why don't we do that again? So does everybody have that ability when they get married? Or is it just like royalty? Oh, good question. I doubt the peasants are allowed. No. Everybody just can't have firepower. Put That's that crazy. fucking staff of fire down, peasants. <laughs> Who do you think they you are? They wouldn't be peasants if they had fire magic. You sack of shit. <laughs> Go make me a sandwich. I'm your king. <laughs> He's not that type of king, though. Yeah. He's a nice boy. Colwyn's a pretty good guy. Yeah. That's a positive point for me. You know, and I would agree to that. Usually, yeah. most of the names in these kind of movies, they're hard to come by, and you think, like, oftentimes you think, oh, all these names suck. I like the names and all all the names in this movie. It's pretty good. I don't know why uh, Lissa is an ancient and powerful name. They could have done better with that. Yeah, and also they didn't really explain that the princess's name just happens to be Lissa as well. Right. Like, where's the connection there? Same as Spider Lady. Yeah. Are they related? No, they wouldn't be. No. Not necessarily. Because uh, Spider Lady kills her babies. Yeah. Ma'am. That's B-A-D bad. Dick move, by the way. All right, but we'll get there. Why don't we take a break? Okay. We'll take a break and then we'll come back. Ready. Excellent. Right after this. Can I ask you a question? Do you like beer? I like beer. It's required by law that you like beer when you're living in San Diego, California. But even I can get confused and dizzied by the amount of choices that you can see at your local beer store. What's a person to do? I'll tell you what you do. You'll watch the Vegas Beer Guys, a live show on Instagram and Facebook and they will set you right as to what beers you should have in your life or should not have in your life. The Vegas Beer Guys are brought to you by Dan Aker, the beer professional, and Stephen Weiss, self-proclaimed beer novice. They'll drink beers for you and drink beers with you. Go ahead and check out their live shows, and they'll tell you which beers you should be having in your fridge. Everybody wants the perfect combination of malt and hops in your life, and Dan Aker and Stephen Weiss are the perfect combination of fantastic and wonderful. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on Instagram. Find them. You're going to watch their show and love their show. They give away free merch during their shows. So go ahead and check out the Vegas Beer Guys. What a great time. And we're back. Lady Chu and I are here just getting started. 
We're talking fucking Kroll. So much <laughs> happens in Kroll. It really does. I mean, Kroll spent some money. They did on location, location, location. Yeah. But not so much on effects, in my humble opinion. Yeah, but it's not like... Because you've got staff lasers, kind of, like the Slayers can shoot one ray, and then and then they just have to use the staff. Yeah, it's like a charging. And like, okay, I got yeah. the one, and now I have to charge for 30 minutes. Pew! Now let's fight. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, everyone uh, else has swords. But when staff and swords <laughs> touch, electricity, red, sometimes blue... Mostly red. It's weird. Yeah. But again, it still works way better than like He-Man. Because He-Man, they have ray guns. So why would you ever holster your ray gun for a sword? That's right. Here, it's just like the Slayers have these staffs. They shoot one ray. So there's like, there's a reason. There's a reason for sword combat. Right. I've run out of ray. Yeah. My I've That's run true. out of my singular ray. <laughs> also, whoever invented those could have done a better job. Right? Yeah. I mean, you can create uh, copies of the seer and you can create hot women to tempt Colwyn. But you can't double up a ray? Fuck you, beast. Yeah, come on, beast. Shut up. Come on. Well, you know, it's hard being the beast because he's doing it all by himself. And he can't think of everything. I'll say. It's tough. I think you're definitely right that the beast smells. He absolutely smells. Why is he, like, slimy and wet? He looks like he doesn't smell good. He's, like, just damp. Mm-hmm. Ugh. There's got to be three or four slayers that, like, Beast, could we get you a bath, maybe? He smells like mildew. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing that's funny about these kinds of movies, Star Wars included, like when you make a fantasy movie in the 70s or 80s, all the 70s and 80s hair. Ah. <sighs> Makes me happy. <laughs> Huge perms. Yeah. Quaffs. So it makes me think like, so they have salons across the galaxy and they're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. Per, like perms are in. Do perm. By the way, did you notice princess? Completely ADR'd. Her lines are spoken by another person. I read that, but I didn't really notice it. Really? Like, I, I read it and then forgot about it. I had never noticed it. And then, because I watched this twice in the last week. <laughs> I know you did. I figured. And when I watched it the first time, I like the first time she speaks. First of all, the first time she speaks, she's going to hug her father and her mouth's not moving. They hug. <laughs> But her mouth's not moving. Then they have a shot showing just her speaking to her father. And I immediately went, 
oh shit, that's ADR. That's not her. And I like, I went to IMDb, and sure enough, there it was. Somebody had Why to did tell they her. Do that? They don't like her, you know, at some point somebody says, I don't like her voice. Get a new voice. I heard they even did that with Robbie Coltrane. The fuck? Yeah, that's weird. But it kind of sounded like him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I also read something disturbing about her. Yeah. Did you read that as well? Harvey. So like. Fucking piece of shit. That's his thing. God. How do you have a hobby of raping women? I don't understand. You have to be a piece of shit. But, you know, I, you know, she, and that was before the movie. So she got the movie, she got the role, and then that happened. And then she's acting and they're like, hey, actually, fuck your voice. Right. Um, We're just going to, we're going to dub over. That's rude. That's got to be a fucking gut punch as an actor. I'm just like, I'll go fuck myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you don't mind, I'll just step over to the corner and fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> also, I thought it was weird. Like, we have the wedding ceremony, but right before that, the fathers are like, you know, one father is taking his son down the stairs and the other father is taking his daughter up the stairs and they just meet on the stairs. And yeah, yeah, I give you my son. Yeah, well, you can have my daughter. It's like, why don't we do this? Why are we doing this on the stairs? That was weird. Grievance. Yeah, that was weird. Go to the fucking ceremony. Get into the hall where you belong, you shitheads. <laughs> I thought we were going to see more, uh, like, political bullshit with the fathers. Luckily, they, they both die like... quickly. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm over that. Uh, so I'm, I didn't, I didn't miss that. Yeah. Oh, well, let me ask you this: What's your biggest grievance for the whole movie? I mean, outside of the, as I see it, the horse debacle. Outside of that, yeah. That got five points for me, by the way. <laughs> and I feel like that was fucking conservative. <laughs> There's a horse struggling. Uh, I'll say it. it doesn't matter. It, it's fucking like 40 years ago. It is what it is. Um, Biggest grievance. Yeah. Biggest grievance. Shit. Tell me yours. His fucking pants. You kidding me? <laughs> his goddamn court jester pants. <laughs> I could not stop looking at his legs. I'm like. Uh, are you on that cocaine diet? Like, those, what's yeah, you, those black what? and gray striped fucking pants. Your legs are quite thin. Yeah. Now, I'm not trying to body shame him that by no means, but I was, I was shocked. It, it was. But those stripes are just drawing it. attention to his goat legs. <laughs> he and Nicolas Cage should get together and have a beer. <laughs> Okay, it was like, um, do we need to do some deadlifts a little bit? Some squatty squats? What's going on here? I put as a positive point, I put all non-pants costumes. Yeah. I like everybody else's costumes. We could have added some like slight bagginess to his pants. Oh, yeah. We're just taking out the pattern. The pattern. The pattern. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did constantly notice that. 
Ah, so funny. So anyway, yeah, everyone dies and his bride is kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. Except luckily him, of course. He gets shot in the shoulder. Yeah. He gets one raid. He gets one staff ray in the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um when he wakes up, that's really his only bad moment of acting. You know what? I'm going to put that towards the top of my list because I wrote it down and I was like, uh, no. Yeah. Lisa. Yeah. And no. then the dad crying. Yeah. <laughs> You're having lots of other at a bride. Like he wakes up like crazed and confused. Not to be. Right. Not dazed and confused. Crazed. <laughs> Could you ease up on the eyelids? Okay. Let's close the eyelids a little bit. You're getting too many, too much of the whites of your eyeballs. In his defense, you know, he just wakes up to an old man putting paste on his shoulder. Yeah, it's. Still... I mean, it doesn't warrant his reaction, but it's kind of like when you see somebody wake up from a deep sleep and their eyeballs are all. I'm just like, can you stop? <laughs> can you just wake up normally? Just. <laughs> Gently open your eyes. Be honest. Have you ever said that to little Jew, your husband? Hey, why don't you wake up normal, shithead? What's that with the eyes? Not not in those words. But <laughs> him, am I, not in him? those words, which means it's happened. Okay. I didn't say anything to Ethan at first. But when <laughs> me, Ethan, and my sister Jill were uh, at the music festival a couple weeks ago, Jill woke up from a nap and the way she woke up, I was like, oh, my God, you and Ethan wake up the same way from a deep sleep. And then I teased them a little bit about it. And Jill laughed. She, Jill, Jill was a good sport about it. I was like, why do you look like you are just waking up on Earth? <laughs> You're seeing Earth for the first time? Like, you've never seen me before. You've, you've known right. me your whole life. Why, why am I su a surprise to you? What is happening? What's this? It's the... What's this... <laughs> What's this springy Why? mattress type thing I'm laying on? <laughs> and what's this creature lying beside me? I just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, then of course our hero Colwyn, he goes gets he goes and gets the glaive. You have to say it like that every time. Okay. <laughs> it's a fucking it's a fucking amazing dope ass throwing star. It's an octopus and a boomerang. Yeah. It's an octorang. Fucking give me a knife boomerang any day. I don't want to catch it when it comes back, but other Fuck than that. No, I don't want to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> like of all the weapons, that was a choice. Mm-hmm. So this has got to be a scene that you have issues with because it, it takes a long time to get that glaive. He's climbing it's mountains for a while. Yeah. I think they're trying to show you the difficulty with which they're like the difficulty there is in <laughs> retrieving the glaive. But really, you just have to climb a mountain. And at one point, there'll be a rock slide and you have to avoid that. But that's all it is. Also, it takes him a half a day to get back down. You climbed a fucking mountain. 
You yeah. can't do that in half a day. Sure you can. You have long legs. It's different. <laughs> and I'm telling you, he didn't just go up. My Coles legs Mountain. are the opposite of his legs. He didn't just go up Coles Mountain. He went up. He's in a fucking mountain range. Okay. It's going to take more than half a day to climb all the way up, do your bullshit lava thing, and then come all the way down. You're not hungry or thirsty. You didn't bring any sustenance. That's true. Come on. It did not take half a day. But it did. I can't disagree. I also like when he gets back with it and he's going to throw it. He's like, put that down. Use it when you need it. I'm like, motherfucker. You know what? I just... <laughs> Fucking half a day, no food, no fucking water. Eat a dick. I'm throwing my glaive. <laughs> like, what the fuck is he going to throw it at? Come on. Just out in the air. Just wait for it to come back. It's, it is a good idea to know how to fucking use it. It's true. Yeah, some Just practice would have been. As a grievance been. I wrote, don't tell me not to use my dope-ass glaive. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and about now we meet Ergo, the Magnificent. Yeah. He's a pretty good comic relief, Chew. Come on. I, yeah, I didn't mind him. All right, then. He did nice things for that young boy. He did. Yeah. He was, he was a good guy. He became an awful cute fucking dog for that boy. Yeah. And then we meet the rest of the team, basically. Yeah, he recruits uh, the criminals. Um, criminals. Smart. That's the way to do it. I mean, we got people we know. Liam Neeson is in the gang. Robbie Coltrane, Alan Armstrong. You might not know Alan Armstrong, but he's the leader. Okay. He's Torquil. I fucking love that guy, Alan Armstrong. I liked him. And, well, two things. One, he also has a small role in Patriot Games. But for some reason, it's one of my all-time favorite lines where he's part of uh, the British police and they're looking for some IRA terrorists and the police, like, break into an apartment. And, I mean, they just, like, roll in and just, like, knocking people over. <laughs> like, there's a whole hullabaloo and they're just beating, you know, knocking people down and, like, you know, knocking shit over and there's yelling and screaming for a good solid 30 seconds. And then all the criminals like are on the ground and they've kind of got everybody and it kind of goes quiet for a second. And then Alan Armstrong says, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love that. That's pretty good. And also he's got a line in this movie that's in this scene that I fucking love. So whenever he says, and he says it the same way exact both times when he says, only the king and the Lord Marshal have the keys to these manacles. That's it. I don't know what it is, but there's something about the cadence of it in his voice where I fucking love it. <laughs> I have to imagine Peter Yates came up to him after the first time he did that. He's like, that's perfect. 
That was fucking amazing. Keep it just like that. Do that again. You're fantastic. Suck your dick. That's inappropriate. No, just keep it the same. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) I was not. uh, That wouldn't have been what I would have guessed. Well, I also like because there's a second one in this first scene that I also like where he says, well, now there we have a problem. Because these men follow no one but me and I follow no man. There's great dialogue in this movie, Chew. Yeah. That was good. Tell me my business. I also liked a positive point uh, in that scene where he opted. He's like, you can take the manacles off once we've succeeded, once we've won. But that's not what the king says. That's what he says to, like, that's what he says to the king. I'll take them off. Right. If we, if we, if we succeed. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's great. Because he was already offering to take, the king was already, or you know, Colwyn was already offering to take them off. And he's like, I'll do you one better. We'll wait until the end. Yeah. He's like, a man of honor. Yeah. I, that's what I wrote. Honorable. Love that. Torquil. That's a good name. Torquil. I'm into it. You can get a dog and name it Torquil. Ooh, Torquil. Or just kitty cat. Colwyn. Yanir. You just nickname him Torque. <laughs> I could call him Cyclops. Fuck. <laughs> That's not the worst Cyclops I've ever seen. No, I think I it. Did, I love that I guy. Didn't hate it. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, you realize that you're looking at a makeup job, but it's a goddamn good makeup job. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking love it when he's running through that forest. Oh yeah, you you really get the sense from like that is a large man. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably what you would look like running through a forest with one eyeball. <laughs> I'm not quite that tall. <laughs> he was very tall. I think he was like 6'8 or something, and then he gave him lifts, too. Oof. So he's close to seven feet or something like that. Something close to that. But anyway, well, we, so we also, we forgot to mention that we do meet Cyclops. He, he, he saves Ergo a couple of times. Yeah. From the Slayers. Yeah. I love the Slayers, too, by the way. Is nobody concerned about the parasitic thing that falls out of their head and then buries itself under the ground? I think it's so cool. I love the sound they make when they die, too, when they're like... (laughs) (laughs) It makes me laugh. (laughs) I like when one of them, when one of their heads explodes and it does that and it goes... And right in front of Robbie Coltrane, and he kind of goes, fucking cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's fantastic. (laughs) It's all right. So anyway, you know, basically what they have to do is they need to get to, got to get to the Black Fortress. Yeah, we need to get to the Black Fortress, but they don't know how to get there. But we're trying, yeah, so we're trying to find ways. We have to go find the seer. Yeah. They get the seer, then the seer dies. (laughs) Yeah. I also enjoyed um, that Torquil was stealing, I think it was Torquil, was stealing emeralds in the cave, and then they were in the swamp, and he's like, look what I got. And they're just fucking rocks. It was amazing. I also love that they go back to the seer, and he's laughing at his own little joke. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're rocks, fucker. (laughs) (laughs) Thief. Love it. 
Uh, yeah, so the seer dies, and... Oh, and the quicksand scene, too. That was good. It's all good shit. Yeah, that, that whole swamp scene was solid. Plus the set. Yeah. Because they built that set on, like, the James Bond stage. Yeah, I read that. Yeah. It's That's like cool. the biggest set in the world. Or, you know, one of the biggest yeah. indoor blah, 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 blah. Uh, I don't know. Should we take another break? Uh, all right. Okay. Fucking A. That's what we'll do then. Party. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. If you like podcasts like I do, boy, do I have a treat for you. You need to stay on target and check out the Sounds and Cinema podcast. Listen as your host, sound designer and music creator, Tony Parham, and co-host, musical performer and sound lover, Derek Hansen, D-Rock if you're nasty, and I am, discuss all things sound related to film, television, stage, and theatrical productions. They discuss environmental sounds, bioacoustics, dialogue, the nature of communication through sound, but as an added bonus, they drink beer and try to... Stay on target! Find them wherever you get your podcasts and listen to the pure mania of a man who can charitably be described as Doug, the dog from Up, and another man with a soothing and sultry voice trying to get that man to... Stay on target! That's the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. Tune in and listen to the sounds they are creating just for you. We're back! Once again, we're finishing up with Krull. Fucking great movie! They glaive. The glaive. <laughs> <laughs> it's as though Jerry Lewis was in the movie. The glaive. <laughs> Hi, ladies. Want to play with my glaive? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Well, when last we left you, oh, did we mention that the seer was dead? But that is the scene. Yeah. The seer gets the got. Yeah, by the beast. Right. So and now they the have no start. way of finding out where the Black Fortress is. Yeah. Luckily, fucking Yanir, he had a little tryst with the fucking spider lady. Yeah, he knows. The lady knows of the lady. web. Yeah. Or no, widow of the web? Widow of the web. I think it's widow of the web. Yeah. And I mean, we all knew that he was in love with the widow. As soon as he brought her up, he's like, I can get, I can get in. And I was like, oh, that's the one he was talking about before. Yeah. Obviously. Come on. So he has to climb yet another mountain. <laughs> A lot of mountain climbing. I mean, they must train people at birth on crawl. Hey. Let's learn how to climb mountains. Yeah, but don't make it seem, you know, it's not like they've got their their rock climbing gear. They're just sort of boulder hopping. Yeah, they just raw dog it. <laughs> just raw dog it up the fucking mountain. Raw dog see it. what happens. <laughs> There's always a cave at the top. There's always something at the top of every peak. How fucking cool does that spider look, though? That glassy white spider. It's pretty good. Let's hear it for stop motion, Chew. Pretty good. 
God damn it. That was a solid spider. Thank you. Yeah. So he has to tightrope it from the edge of the cave all the way to the middle to this egg sack thing mm -hmm. that the widow is living in. Francesca An uh, Annis. Honest? She was beautiful. Stunning. Yeah. R striking. Oh, my like, God. Like, oh, shit. Ridiculous. I think her old age makeup had like 23 pieces or something like that. That's a lot. Yeah. 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 And she's like, oh, hey, uh, you had a son. And then, but I was pissed at you. So I killed him out of rage. Kind of murdered him. Bitch. And he's like, it's okay. That was such a grievance. I was like, I've already forgiven you. What? N no, sir. She's a murderous cunt. <laughs> she murdered a baby. And not just any baby, your guys's baby. Your guys's. And not because she, not out of negligence, out of rage, which is worse. Yeah. So. Here's the number of like... a qualified therapist. Perhaps <laughs> you could give them a chat. <laughs> like if I was him, I would be like, bitch, give me the fucking sand. You're done. Give me the fucking sand. I'm done with your ass. I'm leaving. Throw her Goodbye. out the front door. Yeah. Just punt her. Punt her into the, into the bottomless pit. While the spider eats her, you get out. Yeah, easy. But once the... Uh, so she gives him the sand. Once that sand runs out, so does your life. He gives up his life. Yeah. The Black Fortress! <laughs> that drama. Yeah. <laughs> that was a mild grievance. <laughs> I put Lil Dramatic. L-I-L apostrophe dramatic. Come on, he did. I mean, he he went through he some shit to, yeah, to take care yeah, of business. He, he's physically exhausted. He had to run down the fucking mountain. Yeah. And then they're like, fuck, that's like a thousand leagues away. We're fucked. What is a league? They put it in IMDB, but I was like, too much math, don't care. How far is a league? It's a lot. Like 3,500 kilometers I know if you go 20,000 of them underwater, you might see a giant fucking squid. Well, as we know with our previous segment of underwater, nobody needs to do that. <laughs> There's bad stuff down there. Just fucking leave it alone. Don't drive angry. <sighs> but what can go that far in that time, Chew? Fire mares. Fire mares. Which are dressed up Clydesdales. Yep. Those are impressive creatures, though. Yeah, they were something. Now, I did have many grievances because, you know, they travel so fast that they create fire. And then they show, they show them going over things like dry brush. I thought, you're just going to light your whole fucking planet on fire, assholes. <laughs> That's arson. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you might save the princess, but she's going to come back to a charred planet. Yeah. Also, I mean, there's no reference to them just knowing that the fire mares can go so fast that they just go over air. Like they just can go off right. a cliff and keep going. Yeah. Flying, essentially. Flying. 
but not flying because they're still running. <laughs> yeah, the logic. They're running on a bridge of fire. Yeah. But to me, I'd Created... be the one on the horse as the cliff is approaching. Uh, uh, are we going to stop? What's the what's going on here? What are you, excuse me. <laughs> the horse is like, no, no, it's fine. I got it. <laughs> Magic. Okay. There's some good dialogue in this movie. I mean, this is a ways back, but I also like when Ergo is asking the Cyclops, what would you wish for? He says, ignorance. Wouldn't that be nice? I like that. That was insightful. That was good. I wish I had complete ignorance and didn't care about things. Make my life so much easier. Hey, let me ask you, do you like the music in this movie? Because I fucking do. I didn't notice it, so I guess I was indifferent. <laughs> Come on, right from the opening credits. The opening credits were long. <laughs> I could have done without. You could have sped that up just a bit. Have you seen Lethal Weapon 2? Uh... Not enough to remember it. I'm going to need you to watch Lethal Weapon 2. You only have to watch the first five minutes and then text me. What you'll text me is, now that's how you open a movie. That's that's <laughs> the kind of opening you want. Lethal Weapon 2. Are there boobs? No. <laughs> what the boobs? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get your shit together. <laughs> so think, let think me get this straight. More, I think that comment said more about me than it did anything else. You think that I think that what you want to see at the beginning of a movie are boobs. Do I, am I right? Uh, I Have would I followed even just, your train of thought? You can go even simpler than that. I think opening up with tits is an awesome idea. Depending. On? Uh, the tits? Just like, uh, you know, the delivery. Because I'm accepting like of the, all tits. The, <laughs> the delivery has to be just right. But yeah, if there's boobs, let's fuck it up. Nah, I won't be upset about it. I'm not going to be like, that was unnecessary. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> it probably would be unnecessary. But I wouldn't say to that. just open with tits. <laughs> hey, it's a grabber, okay? You're those, those Immediately the audience is like, oh. Oh, so they're big oh, tits. Okay. I a am grabber. intrigued. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> I made I made hand grabbing gestures with yeah. that sound. <laughs> pew 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 pew. That was me grabbing tit. <laughs> pew 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 pew. Ta, 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 ta. Dink. Nibble. <laughs> oh, also, I mean we keep going back. Basically we're at the Black Fortress now, but when the seer dies and his face melts, that's some good shit. I liked it. Some good fucking shit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're at the Iron Desert, which they found out is where where the fortress is, yeah. and they've made it into the fortress, and they've got booby traps. Yeah, but that's galore. a whole thing. Because a first of all, thing. Cyclops has to stay back with the rest of the fucking fire mares that they didn't get. Because it's when you're a Cyclops, you made a deal with the Beast to try and see the future. The only future he allows you to see is your own death. 
And yeah. when your time of death comes, you have to accept it. Otherwise, you'll feel great pain and it'll be a terrible death. Yeah. Which so either he way does up. get. Yeah. He decides, fuck it. I'll get on a fucking fire mare and see if I can help the pals. And, of course, Slayers are shooting off the, a lot of laser staffs. But that doesn't stop, stop Cyclops from just... Straight to the top of the fucking Black Fortress. And he, he holds the stone doors open and lets everybody go underneath his legs. And then he gets fucked up. He gets crushed to death. Crushed to death. I mean, that's at the top of, not the top, but that's, that's near the top of the list of death I don't want to experience. Yeah. Yeah. To each their fate, Chew. Yep. To each their fate. Your fate? Not yours, but Cyclops. Yeah. Death by crushing. Yeah. Sorry. Sally. Get <laughs> <laughs> that. You know, we forgot to mention that we periodically constantly go back to see the princess in the Black Fortress. And every time this movie does that, it's always just filled with grievances because it looks like a huge fucking fever dream. Totally. It's craziness. There's so much like white blurry light. Yeah. That I don't need. She starts going through hallways that close. And it looks like a butthole that's closing. Yeah, there's like she's in like a, a this white membrane. Yeah, it just thing. looks like ass cheeks going. Yeah, let's not, let's not do that. <laughs> so anyway, our heroes are on board, and now they gotta try and find the lady. We're you know. When we were on the rocks, we lost Robbie Coltrane, and he's got a good death scene. Yeah, that was good. He's like, the journey was worth worth it. And then they get inside, and Liam Neeson dies. He dies saving his friend, and he's got a great death scene. That's good. Got good death scenes. Well, not maybe great, but both good. Yeah. Both More are okay. good death scenes. Come on. Yeah. You can't fool me. So, yeah, he's uh, Liam Neeson saves Torquil. And he says, the journey ends with me here, friend. Torquil looks at Colwyn. He's like, lead on. Leave my dead friend here and we're going to take care of some fucking business. <laughs> and by business, I mean we're going to immediately lose the child and the comedian in a butthole crack. Yeah. Uh, we're going to try to save them, but decide we can't just leave them. Yeah. Colwyn's like, ooh, actually, I'm just going to climb up this rope. See you later. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, that was a choice. I like that he's saying no, 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 and they're like pulling him up. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And he just sort of goes with it. Yeah. I would have... Oh, you this know, is terrible. Were... Sorry, bye. See ya. Yeah, if you were truly... Truly honorable, you would have just let go. Because mm-hmm. you're not dying. Yeah. You weren't going to die. At one point, they crossed that huge bridge. Yeah. And 
a no-name, like somebody we haven't really seen or talked to yet, he gets one uh, staff laser in the chest, and you get the biggest Wilhelm scream ever. Ah! It's that was a positive point and a Huge. Love it. <laughs> but then this is like when we get into some weird kind of stupid shit with the glaive. Yeah. Because apparently you just throw the glaive once and then look with determination with your hand out and it just takes care of business by itself. That's it. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, speaking of hands in that... Uh, there's some good hand dying scenes in that uh, quicksand scene. That one guy that oh. dies. Yeah. I was like, that's good hand up. acting. Yeah. <laughs> Solid hand acting, asshole. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, basically he takes care of business by just throwing the glaive once and it cuts this misshapen hole in the door. Or in the yeah. enclosure, and he gets his bride, and then he and his bride battle the beast. The beast has some glowing bad breath beads that he keeps firing out of his mouth. But that's no match for the fucking the glaive. <laughs> At one point, they show a close-up of the glaive, and it's just shiny. And then the beast shoots something at it, and it goes, boo, boo, ta-da! <laughs> I glaved you. Yep. <laughs> you could do sound effects as a profession. Right? Yeah. I cannot. We, <laughs> we know that. Give them your punch <laughs> sound, Chew. <laughs> oh, shit. I feel like I have a couple. A couple bad ones. Push. <laughs> no, that was it. That was. Oh, I love it. Every time you do a punch sound makes me happy. <laughs> oh, I also have a positive point here that says every time an Englishman dies, an Englishman dies, they always are like, ah, and then you can see all their fillings. Yes, I noticed that. <laughs> no offense, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I mean, we were talking about, so when the when the glaive kills the beast, mm -hmm. I also like, because, you know, Colwyn's sitting there with his hand out, of course, and then at some point he drops it, but the glaive is still doing work. The glaive is still working, yeah. and he goes like this. He just gives a little kick, <laughs> little, little head chuck, yeah. <laughs> and that's when it kills the beast. Yeah. That's a good time. But he doesn't actually kill the beast, because they're never dead when you think they're dead. Exactly. And I tell Ethan that when he kills a spider because he willy-nilly just, like, does this light little fucking slap. I'm like, have you never killed anything ever? <laughs> Do it with purpose. With conviction. If you're going to kill something, you got to go all the fucking way. It's a spider. It'll come back. Man. And it's never dead. He's like, it's dead. It's dead. The fuck it is. I hope you're not saying that to kill him. It. Fucking over the hospital bed. Just kill, just kill it. Kill it like you mean it. <laughs> I only mean for bugs. Okay, good. 
Well, this is when uh, Colwyn and uh, Lissa discover rediscover their firepower. Yeah. And then this is one of my favorite things about especially 80s movies. Because you have fire effects. So you have you see fake fire and yeah. real fire. Mm-hmm. And whenever you see the real fire, god damn it does it look great. When he's shooting real real fire, I don't know, what did they get a flamethrower? But they're shooting fire. It looks amazing. Then every time they have effect fire, it looks fucking dumb. (laughs) Agreed. When it's dumb, it's dumb. When it's good, it's good. Oh, and then the beast is going to throw one more fireball Mm -hmm. out of his mouth. But he does. Did you notice he did kind of a touchdown dance with it? Or like a touchdown call from a ref? He kind of went, hi! Put his (laughs) arms up like this. Ah! I also like so then they kill the beast and then they're they're walking back they 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 find Torquil and then all of them see blood and Colwyn is like that's ergo and I thought oh, what yeah. you know is blood like how this is clearly tiger blood because he turned himself into a tiger. Yeah. I do like when he turns himself into a tiger and just tiger swipes the brain out of that slayer. It was a good swipe. I'm making the Slayer sound more cat-like than it really is, but (laughs) (laughs) I do also have a positive point here that says the perfect amount of people survive. I all the people you would want to survive, survive. So you didn't want Liam Neeson or Robbie Coltrane to survive? I mean, you'd want to because you know them as actors now, but in this story, you know they got to die. That's fair. The only one that lived that you thought might die is the teenage kind of kid. Yeah. Not the young kid with the terrible bowl cut. Yeah. Grievance. But. Agreed. (laughs) But the other kid. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And then they make it out. And then the Black Fortress uh, pulls itself up. In pieces into space. Yeah. So. Fuck you, beast. Yeah. But not before we get a close-up on the glaive to suggest that we're going to see more of this movie. Yeah. Which did not happen. Only a suggestion. For once, I was on the side of the movie. Yeah. And then uh, they survive, and they're in the meadow. And, um... And then he's like, hey, do you want to be Marshall? Well, not like that. He just hands him the key, Chew, to which he says what? Go ahead. I'll let you have it. Come (laughs) on. Only the king and the Lord Marshall have the keys to these manacles. That's right. (laughs) And he's like, fucking A, that means I'm the Lord Marshall. Yeah. (laughs) He's such a good goddamn actor. I think you just like saying manacles. Who wouldn't? It's a word. That is, I, obviously it's a word, but I mean, like, that's a word. Manacles. <laughs> manacles. Yeah, it's a good one. Say, big boy, want to manacle me tonight? <laughs> I think that's what's on your brain. That's medieval for handcuffs. <laughs> Thanks for catching everyone up. 
Are they going to have fur on them? Not faux fur. It's medieval, so it has to be real fur. Yeah, right. Which is disgusting. Fire mare hair. You put some dead animal fur on your wrist while I fuck you. No, thank you. (laughs) No, thanks. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'll just take the bear manacles. Thank you. Amazeballs. Uh, you know, that's fucking it. The good guys win, yeah. Chew. They sure do. And by the good guys, I mean me. Because I got Thank to you. watch Krull twice. <laughs> Love it. It was okay. It was It was decent. Decent. How dare you? This movie is a delight. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, what is your drinking game? All right. I thought of a couple of things. At first, I thought it's still a good one. Well, I was thinking every time a major character dies. <laughs> Okay, that's good. It's a fair amount. Yeah. You know, it can't be, uh, what's that guy at the end? <laughs> like, uh, you know, you know when they're in the uh, uh, yeah. Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom yeah. style death with the, with the uh, sticks coming out of the walls? Yeah, like that death wouldn't count. Yeah, because they keep, at, at one point they're, I think, what's his name, Bardolph? That's the name. Yeah. So Bardolph gets it, and they keep saying Bardolph, and I keep, like, my thought was, this is the first time we've ever fucking seen Bardolph, right? Like, I don't know this fucking guy. Go ahead, kill him. Who the fuck is he? Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, it's a good amount. I wouldn't even count the dads. Like, I'm really talking about the team. Yeah. The seer would count. Yep. Cyclops, Coltrane, Neeson. But I also thought every time we see the glaive. Yeah, that's a good one. But it leaves like the middle, not a lot of glaive action. Yeah, not a lot of action, but you see it because it's on his belt. It is on his belt. Yeah. So, you know, those were my, those were my two. I have two as well. Oh. Uh, every time a Slayer dies, you take a sip, not a shot, because otherwise it's too much. Ooh, every time you hear the sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, or every time you see the princess flitting around in the dress. Ah. Well, could you in stop any dress? Flitting. You don't mean just the Ugh. one that the Beast tries to keep putting on her? No. Okay. Her wedding dress. Gotcha. So we have the wedding dress. But it's every time she's flitting around in it. So like when she's kind of hustling and she has her, she's holding the edges, you know, the whole thing. And then uh, slayer deaths or just slayers? Uh, Every time a slayer dies. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. You want both on there? You can put both on yours. All right. Make it four. Nice. There you go. <laughs> I like it. We both have death. <laughs> Obviously. Team Come deaths on. and slayer deaths. 
Which do you prefer? <laughs> Listeners? Good guys or bad guys? <laughs> All right. Well, you're going to have to let us know, everyone. First of all, what do you think of Krull? Second of all, which drinking game do you like the best? You'll have to let us know. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Send us send us an email to the How Dare You Podcast at gmail.com. Anything left for you, Lady Chu? Uh no, this movie was entertaining. Fan. I'll recommend. Yeah. I'm gonna count that as long. a victory. Fifteen minutes too long, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, for Lady Chu, Chance here. I'm from the How Dare You Awards. We'll be back next week with a fucking delicious movie. (laughs) Sounds good. Good day to you, madam. Good day, sir. Good day to you, audience. Um, Turd Burger. Yikes. <laughs> Hold. I'll do no such thing. Uh, Hold. Yes. It, yeah. Go ahead. Hey, you said hold. Yeah, but then I'm done. So now okay. you can speak. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs>